and we are now live. Phil Daru, my brother, how's it going, man? It's going good, brother. Um, so if you guys don't know, I'm in the middle of a hurricane here in Florida. So that's why we don't have the video because I'm in a dark house right now and I don't want to look creepy. So that's how we're rolling. We're doing audio only. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with the uh, the Viking beard and that. People will be thinking, shit, man, who's this guy turning up on the stream <laughs> looking fucking villainous? <laughs> yeah, the new villain's so, out right now. So how's um how's things going for you? Like how's American Top Team going? Obviously, I saw you was on. I think it's like overtime athletes or over athletes or something like that, as well. Mm -hmm. Um, you've been very very busy. What's been going on sort of in the world for you? I mean, the the biggest thing obviously is Dustin's Dustin's fight with Khabib. I know we have um huge amount of followers that that look at Khabib and want Dustin to lose but at the end of the day man we're doing what we need to do to make it happen so we can shock the world um but that being said though I have other fighters that are fighting too on the on the same card actually you know Edson Barbosa's fighting you know so we had we had a a pretty solid you know and I would say hectic couple of months <clears throat> I should say few months and uh you know now we're finally getting to the point where it's slowing down a bit you know uh, it's never really slowed down to a stop because of the fact that just America top team, we have so many fighters. So at the end of the day, this has actually been a blessing for me from the, I guess you would say the hurricane, cause I can get to slow down, slow down my pace of actually coaching and actually get the program and, and settle down a bit and uh, do what I need to do to progress. But yeah, it's been a tough, a tough and grueling couple of months in this past couple of months, but I'm good. I'm ready to go. I'm actually really excited to see Edson and, and Dustin do their thing, man. I think that, you know, they're really going to put their athleticism and, an overall skill set to the you know to the test and showcase it for the world to see. So I'm actually very excited and happy about that. Yeah, I mean, um, me and a few friends uh, who I work with all kind of rooting for for Dustin and think that um, well, I believe that he's got a, a great chance. You know, it's a different style um, to what Khabib's maybe used to. You saw obviously with Al, I think it was Khabib and Al Equenta. Uh, you know, it went five rounds of distance and Dustin Poirier is a hell of a lot better than Al. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough fight. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it, arguably one of the best fighters that he's ever fought and probably is the best fighter that he's ever fought. And we could say that Khabib is the best fighter in the UFC, if not the best fighter in the world. But if Dustin does beat him, what does that put? What does that, where does that put Dustin? You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I think that... uh I think Dustin is going to pull it off, but it's going to it's going to be a hard one, you know. It's going to be the toughest fight of his of his life, but it's the most important one, so that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you uh, from a mental standpoint, I don't think Dustin needs much motivation. Um the guy's massively driven anyways, isn't he? Like obviously you work with him. Um I've seen some ESPN sort of stuff that you've been doing as well through your Instagram and uh, on YouTube. And he just looks fucking ready to go. Yeah, I mean, this is the biggest fight, like I said, of his career. And he's been working diligently for this particular moment for, you know, 10 plus years since he was like 16 years old. So, I mean, you obviously don't need much to be motivated. But at the end of the day, we still want to make sure that he's getting what he needs. And we're making things interesting for him because, again, he's been fighting for, you know, like I said, 10, maybe even 11 years now. And he's been, and he's at 25 fights in Zufa, I believe. So it, things get monotonous, you know, him going to the gym day in, day out. 
so we like to switch things up and that's why uh, I moved the some of the training outside and we actually started doing those stadium runs and he liked that a lot I mean that was something I did growing up um, playing college and high school football we ran the stadium um, even when I was even when I was fighting I did that too and I got you know in massive shape and I thought that that was something that would be good for him to get out of the gym and, and give him more of a motivation if he didn't have it I mean I would say that not so much motivation but um, just just enjoying it, you know what I mean, and not getting things stale, like keeping things from getting stale. So I used that, and then we also used some things like you know taking them to the taking them into the pool and doing things like that. I think that that was something that allowed us to progress and keep things interesting. Like I said, you know, and he wanted to come back to the gym and actually train after that. So mm. it's good, you know, it's a good thing. I think that that's something with Dustin that I found that needs to be done almost every camp is just to keep things interesting and, and new and innovative and, and fun to do, but also obviously keeping it to a, a progressive state, right? We don't want to go outside the norm and do something that's outlandish that's going to hinder the, the training process, but something that's going to help aid in the training process that will eliminate that staleness, that will eliminate that, that, that accommodation of doing things over and over and over again. And uh, that's what we've been doing. Yeah. So, uh, what um, other than sort of the things you've mentioned, have you trained? Like, have you changed anything in his training at all to kind of prepare him for maybe what Khabib's going to bring to the table, or is it something where you've just gone? You know, we're going through the standard processes. You've got your philosophies. He believes in you, obviously. Yeah. And and we're going to keep things as they are. Maybe just train, change where we're training and things like that, just so he doesn't get bored. A little bit of both. I mean, obviously, you want to make sure that he has general strength, general power, you know, and all that. And, and that never really changes. But again, the modalities of things that we've done that we've done inside the weight room have have obviously changed a bit just from the particular positions that he may be in. Um, we did a lot more isometric strength in this one. We did a lot more. Uh, oh, I'm not gonna say we did a lot more, but we did, you know, more than usual on the posterior chain worked on things that from our perspective will be what he will be going through inside that fight. And he has good force displacement, you know, in lateral movement and making sure that so he can get in and out of the pocket and move around efficiently, uh, worked on that movement, uh, worked on dynamic movement, worked on agility, change of direction. And then also, obviously, we worked on his hip power, you know, his posterior chain strength, like I talked about, and his grip strength, too. Um, because we know that it's going to be a lot of hand fighting going on in the inside. We're going to make sure that we're able to get up off of our back if we do get taken down. So those things came into play inside the weight room. You know, when it came down to conditioning, I needed to make sure that he had strength endurance because, again, it is going to be a grueling match. It's not just going to be a boxing match. So, yes, he needed to have that aerobic capacity, but he also needed to work on his overall muscular endurance so inside the clinch he needed to have an ability to suffer that and he reduced energy the entire fight and um and that's where those stadium stairs came into play a little bit too as well because they, each step you had to propel yourself up so he was using repeated fast switch muscle fibers to propel himself up those stadiums you know he's like man it feels like i'm lifting weights up like in, an, in all aspects, you actually are. You're lifting your own body weight up, you know, an incline. So we try to make sure that uh, he was doing that. And uh, and we've seen progressions, which is really good. So each week he progressed. Each uh, round he progressed. 
and his heart rate recoverability was actually increased. So that showed me right then and there that he was getting better. His conditioning was going solid. And, uh, and even his resting heart rate was in the 34 to 35 range. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, they're all. Sorry, brother, my, my audio's, uh, our audio's uh, both uh, playing up a little bit. So, so uh, part of that you was like cutting out for. Um, I don't know, maybe it's the hurricane or something like that, but we picked up most of it either way. Oh shit! All right, let me yeah. see. Hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can get on my Wi-Fi here. But it, it might be the hurricane, man. Shit's all crazy as fuck out here. Yeah, I can imagine. We don't have to worry <coughs> about that over here <laughs> at the moment, anyways. Oh, Who knows in the I future? Want to move to Australia? Say fuck it. <laughs> Enjoy the sun, right, and just fucking chill out. Yeah. For real, bro. So how's um, wow. Nicholas been getting on with uh, Dustin as well? Has uh, Dustin been enjoying that side of things? Yeah, he always likes it, you know. Um, and it's something new for him, something different, you know. And um, it's something that has, doesn't involve too much physicality. So he's still mm -hmm. training, but he's, you know, he's mentally training. He's really good at it, to be honest with you. He's one of the best guys that we have in the gym that can actually do it, if not the best, to be honest with you. Like, the things he can do, um, just like, I, I want to say, say, like, um, I don't know, the way he goes about finding out those particular numbers and patterns and things like that, and he does it so quick. I'm like, damn, bro, like, how? That has to have some correlation to the fight game. You know what I mean? Because he's so well at, he, he does so well at, like, finding things out very efficiently and fast you know and he picks things up quick so that does play a big role in your athleticism it plays a big role in your ability to to uh think on the go and i think that does play a big you know a big role and in, in it shows in his fighting yeah man i i agree i think uh he's very uh, i think nicholas is very well driven as well it's mad to see a guy putting in so much effort with something he believes in and is incredibly intelligent when he talks about it. Nick, I've known Nick since high school, man. You know that. And like, he's always been eccentric. He's always been a guy that's like, you're like, bro, why are he's like, he says stuff and you're like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, and you're, <laughs> and, you're and, 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 but because he's thinking about so many different things. Like, we'll be talking about one thing, and he'll talk about a whole another subject, but that's just because his brain is constantly moving. So I'm like, bro, bring it back. Bring it back over here. Bring it back over here. Like, you're, you're on another planet right now, you know? But that shows his ability to, like, think things up and really – because he's always thinking about innovating. He's always thinking about growing, and he's always thinking about new, new ways to get better. So – with that being said, he, he's definitely got this down. Now he just needs to showcase it so that everybody can buy into the situation. And then he needs to have success with it. And he does have success, which is a great thing. It's just he needs a little bit more because, again, it's something very new that people don't understand. And it's going to take some time for people to truly buy in and trust in their process. But he's on the right track, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree, man, especially as well if... Um... Dustin goes and fucking smashes Khabib, you know?
<laughs> it's just like shit. This guy's been working with him as well. You know, he's been getting publicity himself as well through, um, I think, ESPN and things like that. So, you know, his hard work mm-hmm. is uh, is paying off, really. Yeah, yeah, and he's a good he's a good guy, man. Like a truly nice guy. You know, I think that um, with that, he just needs to showcase it. And once he showcases it, he'll be able to have as much business as he possibly wants. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So. How are you managing your time so much, man? Because you're fucking, I swear, always doing something. Like, always on the go. Yeah, man. I mean, now I have a team that actually helps out. You know, I have a whole media team that, that does all that stuff. Um, have my own videographer. So when we need to video and do things on the go, I'm able to coach and do what I do best. And then they're able to do what they do best, which is put together content for me. Um, you know, edit and do all that stuff for, for people that need that help. And then on top of that, you know, I have the mentorship program. So I'm coaching and mentoring other coaches around the world. But, um, we know we have a set time frame when they can call in and, and ask questions and things like that. So everything's like, again, it goes back to scheduling, making sure that I have, you know, set, set times for everything. <clears throat> and, uh, I know exactly what I'm doing. Like this weekend, I got something big coming up. I'm not going to say what, but, um, I'll be letting you guys know pretty soon. Um, and I got to go out to California for it. So. Um, it's going to be pretty, pretty interesting for a lot of people, um, to see it, but, um, but yeah, it's going to be a good thing for me and good thing for my coaching and all of that. Um, but again, it comes back to coach, it comes back to scheduling and, and understanding what you need to do on a daily hourly minute basis. Planning and preparation, right. Rather than just pissing into the wind as, as I like to say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. My, my 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 wife always says, make sure you're forward thinking. So every time, every day, I'm like, okay, well, got to make sure that I have these in place. The most important things I want to get done first. So guess what? It's nine o'clock and I'm nine a.m. and I'm doing your podcast first. So this had to be important for me to do it early in the morning, right? Yeah, I appreciate it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking. But yeah, but this is something that is important, you know what I mean? So I like to do this. You know, I know that it's going to help you. It's going to help me. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I've got to make sure that everything's in line so that by the end of by about 12 p.m., you know, I have almost free time to say to get some extra projects done, you know, or if I need to, obviously I'm coaching. I got to go down to American Top Team, believe it or not, in a couple of hours. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'll coach for, you know, I want to say six hours I'll coach and then I'll get out of there. And then after I'm done coaching, then it's on to the, you know, the, the programming, it's on to the computer work, you know, or whatever the case. And then when I get home, as soon as I get home, I try to shut off any type of coaching, you know, any type of uh, things on social media, whatever. I put my phone away and I play with my family. I play with my kids. You know, I spend time with my family and that's how I can coordinate and balance out my life. That's awesome, man. It's proper good to just see you've got pretty much everything on balance now. And obviously, I'm assuming it wasn't just an overnight process either, which a lot of people seem to suggest sometimes or believe sometimes that, oh, you know, this guy was lucky. It just happened overnight for him or whatever. It's like, no, man, I've been planning this shit. I've been working hard for years, you know, and now you're reaping the benefits. Without a doubt, man. I mean, if you think about it, I've been doing this for 10 years, 11 years now. And I didn't have everything all in line and I didn't have it all figured out. You know, it took time and practice and, and sacrifice and, and some fucked up situations at points, you know, to really understand it, 
had some failures along the way, but all through that process or, you know, all through that time, I was able to learn and grow and maneuver my way into, you know, what I could say is success at the moment. Now I'm not complacent by any means, but I am happy with where I've been or where I've, where I'm at now and the road that it took to get me here. So that being said, I'm always trying to evolve. I'm always trying to get better, but I found a way to basically formulate a, a, a process to get better and to not, you know, basically run myself to the ground in a sense. Yeah, I mean, your growth over the last sort of two years has been fucking phenomenal. If you think about like your YouTube, your Instagram now, I remember reaching out when you were at like 8,000 followers and I was like, man, this guy's training some badass people. His fucking content's cool. Like, I'm going to reach out. And then obviously you were like, yeah, I'm coming on. Built like a little Mm -hmm. friendship around it. You're coming over to England, mm-hmm. so I'm actually going to come see you and meet you. And it's just like, fucking how mm-hmm. quickly the ball, like even though two years is a long time, but how quickly it sort yeah. of started to roll and started to go. And now, as again, like I've said, you're getting like the people that are tuning in now and checking out what you're doing and appreciating it. You know, your YouTube channel, what you've been doing that, I don't know, six, seven months, let's say, like properly. And it's blossomed mm-hmm. up and you've got the the subscribers and following and shit like that, you know? Yeah, I think, well, again, it comes back to consistency. So, like, I've consistently put out quality content for 10 years, like Mm. almost 10 years. And then what ended up happening was just one thing after the other started to snowball in the right direction. And because of the fact that I was putting out quality content, plus I had these outstanding athletes that were on my on my page, it helped grow the grow the process. Um, there's a lot of fucking, there's a lot of good coaches out there that don't get enough, um, credibility that doesn't, you know, they don't get enough views or or subscribers or, you know, followers or anything like that, which is astounding to me because that's free content. That's free knowledge that you're gaining. But a lot of people aren't seeing that. I want to kind of bridge the gap between academia and practical application. And then when the people see that they'll be more apt to learning from these individuals that are very sought out from the academia world but a lot of times you get guys that just look at people on the internet and think that they're the ones that know the best <clears throat> you know a lot a lot of the most knowledgeable people have like 900 followers on instagram yeah you know what i'm saying whereas the point where it's like okay well these people have you know great knowledge to share the problem is they don't know how to share it that makes sense so they don't yeah. know how to put out that content appropriately i have guys like tony ricci Corey Peacock, Dr. Corey Peacock. These guys are phenomenal people. They're my, they're some of my best friends. Um, but they don't have Instagram or YouTube following. You know what I'm saying? But the goal really is to make sure that you can relay over your knowledge to a point of where it gets out to the masses, unless that's something you don't want to do. If there's something you you feel is passionate and you want to help people, you need to take your strengths and help utilize that by sharing it with the world. This way you're leaving your legacy and you're helping those that are coming up behind you. And that's the one thing that I, I look to do each and every day. When I get, you know, man, this has truly helped me out. Thank you so much for putting out this content. You know, I've grown tremendously in my business. I've grown, all my fighters, all my athletes are getting better. That's, that's an accomplishment for me. So when their fighters win, I've won. You see what I mean? So. With that being said, I'm able to, I'm able to touch the world and with 
attributes that to if I didn't have the social media. So when people get mad or people look down upon social media or YouTube or whatever the case, but I'm doing it in a positive fashion to help people, to help them grow and achieve what they want to, that's when that's when those social media platforms are really at its benefit. At the end of the day, I want to make sure that I'm able to help as many individuals as possible. And I can do that while I'm still doing me, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, it's good, man, because you're being true to yourself and being genuine the whole like sort of journey through. You're not selling out. You're not putting stuff out for necessarily the likes or whatever, you know, like some people will do on Instagram. It's kind of, uh, I'm not passionate about what I'm putting out. I'm just putting it out because I know it's going to get a lot of interest and a lot of following. What you're talking about is kind of high-end stuff and things that you're passionate about and driven about and it shows you know uh, through your content and i think that's priceless whereas on the flip side obviously on the other side you've got people that might not you know believe in what they're posting they just post it to to try and build a following yeah and and there's been times where like my media team and and god bless them man they're 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 actually you know uh, they're they're helpful in my ways, you know, a lot of ways of what I do. But sometimes they're like, you know, you should do this, you should do that. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Because I know that it'll be somewhat of a sellout venture for me. You know, I want to make sure that I'm staying true to my coaching. I'm staying, I'm staying true to my beliefs and what I do as far as my principles and my philosophy of training. And I won't do things that I feel that are unnecessary and are just for likes, you know, or just for views. There is some times where things will get will go viral, you know, as far as like a Dustin Poirier video or something like that. Um, mm. But I'm still just coaching. I'm doing my thing. So if it hits and I'm still doing my thing, well, I'm staying true to myself and it's getting out there to the masses. So that, that, that's fine with me, you know. And if it's, only, if it's only two or three videos as opposed to all ten of them, that's fine because I know that I can, you know, lay my head down at night and not be worried about selling out or, you know, doing things that I didn't want to do or put out things that I didn't want to uh, showcase and, and be looked at in that direction. So uh, I think that for that, I want to stay doing that. I want to stay growing and evolving with it. Um, but at the same time, I want to make sure that people understand that, you know, what I'm doing is, is not for just not for just likes, not for just views. It's to actually help you. So at the end of the day, if you're putting out a comment, you know, make sure the comment makes sense and, and you're giving me questions that I can actually answer that are going to be beneficial for yourself and other people that read that comment. So, yeah, no, I agree. So how do you see um, the Dustin fight playing out then? <laughs> so I've gotten a lot of slack lately about this, man. I've been getting like I've done about six interviews in the past. I want to say four days. Right. Um, and I said that, you know, our game plan is to make Khabib, you know, miss on his shots and have a hard time taking him down. And then when he does, if he does take him down or when he does take him. We get right back up and, he, and it's hard for us to stay or hard for him to keep us down when that happens. That's very taxing, right? It's very, you know, fatigue. You have to consistently and cut them that end or, you know, you're not or them down, you're going to get tired. So our goal is to make that happen. So when that happens, you know, I'd say about the third or the fourth round, depending, you know, on, on certain situations, obviously, we get him 
to slow down. We get him to tire a bit because we are stuffing takedowns now. We're, we're finding out his game and what he wants to do. And we're getting up if we get, do get taken down very quickly and making him work extra. And now is the goal. And from there, you know, he's, he's susceptible and opening up certain things for us to capitalize on. So with that being said, I would say, you know, fourth round, I feel like he's going to tire a bit and we're going to take advantage of that by hitting him with a good shot coming in, whether it be, you know, an uppercut, a knee, you know, or just pumping him with the jab and rocking him a bit, hitting him with an overhand and then finishing him off. Or he may just fall into a guillotine because he took a sloppy shot. You never know. But what I'm saying is that's the goal of what we want to happen. Is it going to happen? I don't know. I'm not, you know, I, I can't tell the truth. But what I can say is that that's exactly what we want to happen. And uh, hopefully it does come Saturday night. Yeah, man. What's going on with um, Joanna as well? Just out of curiosity, because she's, I think she's fighting Michelle, isn't she? Michelle Watson. Yeah, yeah, Michelle. Yeah. So, uh, no, she's going to start camp. She's been in, she's been on American Top Team for the past like four to six weeks, I so she was training with me doing all, all stuff. she's back in um, she's back in there's no there's no like building up phase or anything like that we're able to just get right into it and um the great thing is that when she's out and she's working with Camille which is her physiotherapist but he knows the strength and conditioning world. He's been to a couple of my seminars and he understands my, my system. So he actually been running uh, our program out there in Poland. So I'm, I'm very excited to see her come back and we start to uh, taper it in and get her ready for, for Michelle in Tampa, which is close to me. So we get to actually, I get to actually go to this one and uh, get to watch it. I haven't been to Joanna's fights since um, the last fight since uh, actually in Madison Square Garden. So this one is going to be going to be fun for me. It's close to my house. Um, yeah, so excited. Exciting times, man. Um, I've got a shoot to work, brother. Uh, so yes, the sir. floor is yours. Fire away. Uh, if you want to advertise anything, you can. And um, obviously tell everyone about you coming over to the UK as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'll be in London in October, October 6th and 7th. I'm doing a, a seminar out there. And uh, if you want to find any more information on that, just DM me at Strong on Instagram. You also can find me on Twitter at Strong. My website, www.derustrong.com. If you want to get onto my mentorship, my coaching mentorship, just go to my website. You'll see the link there. It's the Strong online coaching mentorship program. Check it out. We got about 30 coaches right now doing it big. And uh, other programs, Heavy Hitter is doing really well. Boxing program that you can get. It's an eight-week peaking program if you guys are any, any boxers out there that want to pop on my programming go ahead and check that out it's all on my website and uh that's pretty much it bro thanks man um well, i'll chat with you off stream anyways just for a couple of minutes um or 30 seconds or so but yeah thanks for coming on brother i really really appreciate it a lot no worries at all man appreciate you boom <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs>